It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down, break it all down the stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the Bottom Line News Radio 610 KONA. Happy Wednesday. Our number is 547-1610 if you would like to get involved. You can also reach us via email, 610KONA.com, bottom line page. Your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Facebook at The Bottom Line 610, and our free mobile app is available through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. I'm Rob Francis. He's Ed Dawson. Quite a few things we could touch on today. Yeah, but, it was um, one of those days where lots to talk about. Yeah, um, you know. But one thing I want to I want to start with a not quite hometown hero story, but but a, but a make you feel good story. Um, not everybody uh, apparently in the Portland area is completely and totally insane. Um, basically, there was a an active shooter guy that fired two dozen rounds. Uh, at an occupied apartment building in Portland on June 29th. Um, and a neighbor went outside, saw the guy with a handgun and a laser scope. Um, guy pulled out an AR-15, fired at a random row of apartments. The neighbor crept up behind him and beat him with a stick. Wrestled the gun away. Beat him up until he was unconscious, and then called the police. He actually hog-tied the shooter. <laughs> nice. He hog-tied the shooter after beating him unconscious. Wow. Just to be sure. Just to be sure. 29 <laughs> shell casings and an AR-15 were recovered at the scene. There were bullet strikes in multiple cars, in apartments, found a handgun as well. Um, in fact, the guy apparently shot at somebody who was running through the parking lot. Mm. So he was charged with multiple counts of unlawful use of a weapon. Uh, on, I, I, the neighbor should get a medal. However, being that uh, being that uh, Ted Wheeler is the mayor of Portland, that won't happen. Um, but yes, that that's that's a fantastic story of of a average Joe doing something to help his community and help save lives in his community. He literally beat him with a stick. That's awesome. Not that I want to, you know, say something negative after that uplifting story, but just imagine, if you will, the same exact scenario, only a trained police officer does the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. A trained yeah. member of the community in law enforcement does the exact same thing, and they would be calling for that that police officer's badge. Yes. But yes, a random would. citizen can beat somebody up with a stick and hogtie them. fists and then hogtie him. Yes. As he's shooting up an apartment building and cars and at people right. and everything else. Right. Yeah. And probably doesn't even get a sniff nah. other, other than on this program. So. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Just thought I pointed that out. So. But I, I will also I will throw a question in your direction too. Yay! Okay, you remember last year as as yet another bloody summer in Chicago was ensuing. The president of the United States reached out 
to the city of Chicago, and Mayor Lori Lightfoot said, we don't need your help. Right. Well, apparently she needs, she, she's asking Joe Biden for help. Right. She didn't want Orange Man Babs' right. help. Right. So she didn't want the help of someone who would come in and do something about the problem. She wants the help of someone who doesn't remember what day it is. Now, by help... Because he'll forget the problem. By help, she knew, like you just said, you're absolutely right. She knew help from Trump would mean, like, action. Help from Biden means... Money. Money that she could spend however she wishes. Yep, just give me some money. That's all we need. Yep. That's the help we need. Give us more funding. Yes. Don't do anything to stop the crime. Just give us more money so we can make the repairs from the crimes that are committed. Oh, there's a bunch of holes shot in that wall? Well, federal government, give us some money. We'll go out and get some spackle and some paint. We'll fix up those holes, but we won't take care of the problem. That's right. The infrastructure, right? That's that's what we need money yes. for. Infrastructure. infrastructure. Patching bullet holes in the side of buildings in Chicago. <laughs> that's infrastructure right there. Let's 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 get on it. It's just it's stunning to me. But in a way it's not stunning to me. Because it makes it it makes it look sort of good for Mayor Lightfoot to ask the federal government for help. But we also know what the response is going to be. It's not going to be a response to help with the problem. It's going to be a response to just give money. Yes. Or talk about how they could make the most restrictive gun laws in the country even more restrictive. Think about it. The, The two different ideologies or the two different main ideologies in this country, one believes that problems should be addressed through legislation right change the laws yeah and enforce the laws the other says if we just had more money we could fund programs to address the issue those programs usually have no attendees true but they also are state run sure sometimes federally run but state run programs infrastructure funding for those things to show that they are addressing problems. Money fixes everything, yet it is evil. Well, it fixes holes in the walls from guns in Chicago buildings. It can. It, it, it does fix that. It can do that. Until, of course, there's more bullet holes in the buildings. And then Which usually happens money. the following weekend. Yeah, if not you know, less than a week away. So, so that's the kind of help that they're asking for in Chicago. They don't want somebody to fix the problem. Uh, they want they want somebody to just give them some more money so they can fix the city and make it look like that isn't really happening there at all. You know, it's funny because there was an interesting graph that I saw, and, I, and I'm going to look for it, see if I can find it again. But it was absolutely brilliant because it showed, and it may it may be maybe well. Let me check down this path. Um, but it showed, because Joe Biden's out there screaming again about uh, corporations that aren't paying taxes. And while I agree that I am not a huge fan of the, uh, the, the, the amount of loopholes that exist for the writing off of outsourcing and things like that to be able to get a tax break for sending jobs overseas and all kinds of other stuff like that. Joe's saying 55 companies didn't pay a penny in taxes. Well, one, it's the laws that are in place, and you have to close the loopholes. 
But two, under Bill Clinton and Barack Obama, Wall Street companies saw the largest gains in profit. Yeah. Okay. So please, Joe, don't tell us the Democrats are against Wall Street and large corporations because you are the ones who have helped lead them to record profits. It's just more rhetoric blaming the boogeyman, you know. But when you when you really zoom in and look at something, you you find just that. But if you but if you're a citizen of this country and you aren't really interested with details or want to be bothered with uh you know the facts about something, just throwing out phrases and statements like that is highly effective. I mean, we've seen that. Pay your fair uh, share. That, I, we could spend the, the next remaining hour and 45 minutes of this show going through all the catchphrases and the, uh, you know, from the right and the left, to be honest. But people just, you know, we're, we're not consumers anymore. We're, we're more of uh, victims of a drive-by, if you will. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. If you'd like to email the show, that's a good way to correspond as well. Ninety nine percent of the time, we read those on the air. You can go to our website six ten kona dot com, the bottom line page. Send us your question or your comment. Back with more after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA, 547-1610. If you would like to be involved in the program. Perfection Tire, four locations here in the Tri-Cities. They've been here almost 60 years serving this community. And one of the reasons why they were able to open three more stores from the original one on Columbia Center Boulevard is the incredible service they provide to this community and have done so for generations. Check out their website, PerfectionTire.com, to see the huge selection of tires that they have for almost every vehicle in the Tri-Cities. Plus, see all the services they they provide as well to keep your car running and on the road. PerfectionTire.com. Robin Ed hanging with you, 547 if you want to get involved. So the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, has announced that he is going to sue Facebook, Twitter, and Google over claims of censorship. Yeah, he was removed from those platforms. And it it's a class action lawsuit. And for those yes. that aren't familiar with that, that is where... Trump is like the main petitioner. He is the lead plaintiff. Yes. Then others can, if they can show just cause, can join that class action lawsuit. So there's already reports of a lot of people who have been in touch with the Trump attorneys, you know, saying they too were removed from Twitter or from Facebook, banned over their 
posts, you know, usually politically motivated, uh, usually in favor of Trump and, you know, against other things. Now, the lawsuit is against the companies themselves, Facebook, Google, a.k.a. Alphabet, and Twitter, along with their CEOs. Yes. Their CEOs have been named in the lawsuits as well. Yes. Um, Zuckerberg... Jack Dorsey, Jack Dorsey, and yeah, the and guy I, that runs Twitter, or I mean uh, Google, Google, I can't think yeah. of his name right now. But it's interesting because the lawsuit, he said, will be filed in the Southern District of Florida. Yes. Seeking injunctive relief against, quote, shameful censorship of the American people. Uh, three separate complaints were filed in Miami Federal Court under his name today. Um. The former president went on to say, while these social media companies are officially private entities, in recent years they have ceased to be private with the enactment and their historical use of Section 230, which profoundly protects them from liability. It is, in effect, a massive government subsidy. These companies have been co-opted, coerced, and weaponized by government actors to become the enforcers of illegal, unconstitutional censorship. Well, to be clear, these are basically the same allegations he made while in office and after leaving office about these entities, he's just now going the judicial route, hoping that a judge will, you know, at least hear this case. But these are the same claims that he was making previously. Now, I don't know exactly how... Uh, I don't know how well the lawsuit's going to work because um, someone with the libertarian-leaning R Street Institute, which dives into Section 230, pushed back on those assertions mm-hmm. and said that the idea that the tech companies benefit from a law and it prevents them from being private doesn't make a lot of sense. You can't wave a wand and say you're public now. Um, so, you know, their interpretation is that it's a misunderstanding of how the law works. So it will be interesting to see how exactly this plays out if a court looks at it and says there are grounds here. Um, you know, would it be regarding Section 230? Would it be regarding the First Amendment? I mean, you know, a private company has the ability to do what it wants to do, as long as it doesn't discriminate based on certain things that are protected under federal law. Um, Could you assert that they are discriminating by going after um, certain ideologies? Could. But that's going to be a big battle. Um, I It will be something to watch. Um, that's certainly for sure. Well, first, a judge's job is to interpret the law and make a ruling based on that interpretation. Yes. So, yes, having a judge look at that you know, Section 230 and, uh, you know, maybe the, you know, First Amendment and all that stuff to see if it 
is of consequence in the the specifics of this lawsuit. Yes, that is a judge's job uh, to do that. Um, They are private companies, but again, this goes back to a previous assertion by former President Trump that Twitter, Facebook, Google, and others get federal subsidies. So are they private companies still if they get federal subsidies? So that's, you know, that's another question that's that's going to have to be asked, which it will be in this lawsuit, and answered. Um, and you got to think that this one's not going to be, <laughs> this isn't going to be a one and done in Miami. I'm sure it's going to go much further. But yes, you know, and, and all the law pundits out there are already weighing in, um, you know, making that interpretation and ruling. But uh, we'll see. Like you said, uh, you know, we'll see where this lawsuit goes. It's it's going to be fascinating. Well, and, it, and to see who all joins in on the lawsuit, too. He makes the announcement in New Jersey that the lawsuit's going to be filed in Florida. Mm-hmm. So we we know that you can kind of choose where you want to file something like that. You know, he's got, obviously, Mar-a-Lago in Florida, so that's a place that he has established residence, and he can file there. Uh, so you're looking for a sympathetic court to file in yes. and see what kind of ruling you're going to get. So if you don't get out of the starting gates with a sympathetic court, you you didn't have much there. And really for him, that's a big risk to falter out of the gate. Sure. If if it doesn't get past the first round, it's going to look really bad. True. Um, If it gets to the next level, if it gets past round one, Okay, you found your sympathetic court to move it forward and get you a get you a decision that was in your favor because then of course it'll be appealed, and who knows to what level it will get to. Um, you know, is this something that the Supreme Court would need to hear? I don't know. You don't sound very uh, very much behind this effort. Private, you have to me. What needs to be established is that they're not private entities. Okay. In order to establish them as a non-private entity, that's going to be hard. Yeah. It it really is. It's going to be hard to do. Um, And then comes the argument that when he was banned, he was the president of the United States. He wasn't a private citizen. Sure. So, But that's where the class action part comes right. in. You you go towards no, all I, the other people, too, that... I, I get that. Will, but it, ...will join on, I'm sure. But if they're ruled a public entity, I would like to see what the, what the logic is behind that decision to decide all of a sudden that they have a CEO, they have a board, but at what point in time are they a, quote, public, and by that meaning a government-run entity. It's, it is it, it is a little bit of a stretch. I mean, it's good it's good press, but if it fails, falls on its face, it's not good press. That's what they call a test case. We'll see what comes of it. 
Join the show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509-547-1610. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. The number is 547-1610 if you want to get involved. 72SoldTriCities.com. It is the place to go if you're going to sell your home. Windermere Group One, reach out to the experienced realtors. Ask them about how the program can benefit you. I can tell you a little bit about it. They can give you a little more detail. You get your home in 72 Sold Tri-Cities. You'll watch the offers come rolling in. And there's a real good chance you're going to get thousands of dollars more than the original asking price. Why? Because that's how the program is set up, to work for you. Contact one of the experienced realtors with Windermere Group One. Talk to them about the program. Visit the website. Read the testimonials from people who have had success selling their home through 72soldtricities.com. 547-1610 is the number if you want to get involved. So many ridiculous things out there today. I mean, we could almost do like Donkey of Shame Day. (laughs) I mean, really. Yeah. Uh, Like, for example, here's this one. A BLM chapter in Utah has declared the U.S. flag a hate symbol. Ah. Yeah. Okay. It's a hate symbol. It's a hate symbol. Quoting their uh, their post, when we black Americans, so they're speaking for all black Americans now. BLM in Utah. The, the Utah BLM chapter okay. is speaking for all black Americans. Good. And they say, when we black Americans see this flag, we know the person flying it is not safe to be around. Oh. When we see this flag, we know the person flying it is a racist. When we see this flag, we know that the person flying it lives in a different America than we do. When we see this flag, we question your intelligence. We know to avoid you. It is a symbol of hatred. What if it's a black American flying the American flag? What what are they are they are they racist and stupid? Yes. And full of hate. Remember, Rob, it's they they talk in generalities. What they mean are people who think the same way we do are all grouped together. It's not Black Lives Matter. It's blacks who feel the same way as this group of blacks' lives matter. Because if black lives truly mattered... Oh, they'd be in Chicago every day. And many other places around the yeah. country. And, and fighting for the rights of all black people, not just the ones who agree with them ideologically i find so, it, yeah I, I truly find it fascinating because as we talked yesterday about the difference between equality and equity you know this kind of falls into that into that same that same line it's not they're they're, they're trying to once again separate people out and try to cast dispersions on anyone who is patriotic. Now, remember, this is a movement based in Marxism and Marxist philosophy. Mm -hmm. So the United States is the antithesis, the exact opposite. We are 180 degrees away from what Marxist theory 
believe should be. Capitalism is not a tenant of Marxist theory. Freedom is not a tenant of Marxist theory. Codependency is a tenant of Marxist theory. So the idea and what the American flag has always represented, I can see where a group who's grounded in Marxist philosophy sees it as a symbol of hate because they hate the symbol. They despise the flag of the United States. They despise what the United States stands for. They despise the fact that there are freedoms that exist in this country, an opportunity that has existed in this country that has absolutely 100% dispelled every single claim that they make about the United States of America. But it's not about truth, and it never has been about truth. It is about agenda. It is about pushing forward the dictum. It is about trying to get as many people as possible to drink whatever color Kool-Aid it is this week before they change it up a little bit and go in another direction and keep those people on board with a different flavor of Kool-Aid. That's what this is about. How many people can we get to buy into what we're doing to see how much of a change we can facilitate? United we stand, divided we fall. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's been at play for a handful of years now. Is the concerted effort to to divide us? Uh, because once we are divided, we're much easier conquered, more easily conquered. And isn't it ironic that a country that affords citizens the right to scream and yell is wanting to be dismantled by the same people who yell and scream about how bad it is, yet they are afforded the privilege to have that ability. Could BLM work in a truly Marxist country? Nope. Could BLM have a voice in other countries that don't have as many freedoms as the United States? Nope. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, This is Roy from Prosser. Hi, Roy. Hi. Hey, just think how lucky we are that, well, if the South won, what would be happening now? Just a thought. Well, I guess it depends on the rest of history. I mean, who knows? Had the South won, I I guess there would have been well a it, different direction for the country. Well, I guess. if if the South would have won, the Industrial Revolution wouldn't have stopped. Right. It would have it would have taken longer, but eventually the way of life in the South would have come to an end. Um, you know, if the South would have won the country may never have reunited. Because if the South would have won, the Confederate States of America would have been stronger. Mm -hmm. The United States of America would have been weaker. And then there would have been continued, I'm sure, discussions or battles or conflicts over the claiming of new territory as time would go on. So that's one thing that would have occurred. 
slavery certainly would not have been eradicated in the South. It, it would have still been in the United States of America, but not in the Confederate States of America. So, you know, we would have had a we we've got a ton of things we could speculate as to what could have happened if the South had won the war. Um, but we know it 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 would not have. We may never have had a United States of America again. Um, well, it would have been much smaller <laughs> in territory. Well, and yeah, there would have been skirmishes all yeah. the way westward. Uh, Absolutely. At every stop. And, and quite frankly, it would have been much more unstable in the last 250 or so years than it has been. You know, the, the boundaries alone. Uh, of the Confederate States mm-hmm. and the United States would probably have been, uh, you know, as much changing as, you know, pick any war-torn area in the world. Be the it, same. It, it would have been, we would not, I, one thing I think I feel comfortable saying is that we would not be where we are now. And what I mean by that is we would have not had the advancements uh, that we have had. We would not... Um, be as I don't think we would be as advanced as we are in the United States because we would not have had the resources mm-hmm. that we had uh, at our disposal. We would not have had the unity of country that attracted so many people to come to this country in the early 1900s. We would not have attracted the great minds from around the world to come to this country and work for us. Uh, had we remained a divided entity. Well, think about uh, the role of the United States of America in worldwide conflict, World War II. You know, if we were split in half, you know, would we have been able to respond when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor? Would we have been able to respond when... Would Hawaii have been part of the United Mm. States even? Yeah. Uh, Or Alaska, you know, could have been a Russian stronghold. Um, you know, response to, you know, Nazi Germany. I mean, you name it. And any anything that the United States had been involved in, we would not would have, we, be, we would, would not have become a superpower. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So interesting to think of, but again, I just I I, I find it ironic that all these individuals and groups who hate this country so much and what it stands for would rather stay here and complain and try to change this into something they want, uh, you know, rather than find another place to that better suits their ideology. Why? Because they know, they know that, they could not get away with half the stuff that they do and say in most other countries around the world. They like the freedoms that this country affords them when they are able to use and exploit those freedoms. My humble opinion, because I appreciate the freedoms in this country enough to say what I just said. Five four seven one six ten five zero nine five four seven one six ten. Email the show too. 
by going to the website, 610kona.com. The bottom line page, send us your question or your comment. Speak your piece. Call 509-547-1610. More of The Bottom Line, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Bottom Line, News Radio 610 KONA, 547-1610. If you want to get involved in the conversation, going right to the phones. Appreciate your patience. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, this is Mark. I live in Kennewick. What's up, Mark? I'm calling, I'm calling about the Trump lawsuit, and personally, I hope he wins, but... The question is: Isn't it simply a? Isn't it a, a civil lawsuit? I mean, you know, it's not like he's going to be. It's not like the companies and the presidents of the companies are going to be put in jail. They'll just be fined. And and uh, you know the old thing about no publicity. All all publicity is good publicity. You know, this might end up helping the people he's suing, but. I guess I don't need to discuss it with you, but I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. No, appreciate the call, Mark, and you're right. It's a, it's a civil lawsuit. It is certainly not a criminal uh, in any way, shape, or form. But the question that comes in is, uh, will there be will there be enough there to have any damages awarded? Will there be fault found on behalf of the companies based on Section 230, how it's written, how it's viewed and employed, and does it make these companies from private to public is kind of the argument they're making is that they can't do this, but there isn't anything that's shown that they can't. So, yes, it, it maybe it's the beginning of a fight in another direction, but it, it it's going to be a hard one to win. Um, would we all like to see the big tech companies knock down a few pegs? Absolutely. Is this the beginning of something? Maybe. But it seems on the surface, and based on how two thirty reads and and how these companies are structured, that it's going to be a it's going to be a tough fight for him to be able to get any kind of damages in a class action lawsuit. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio six ten K one A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Is this me? It's you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Matt from Goldendale. What's up, Matt? The 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 question earlier was uh, what would have happened if the South would have won. And I, I will tell you this right now: we definitely wouldn't have a socialistic yo-yo uh, governing our our country right now, and definitely not the governors, the mayors, the city councils, or the the county seats, anything like that. So what what we're doing right now is, if the South would have won, we would not have had any of this socialistic BS going on right now. Thank you. Appreciate the call, Matt. But uh, again, who's to say that what is currently Washington State or Oregon State wouldn't have been a part of the Confederate states? We don't know. And we don't know if it could have been worse. <laughs> we just don't know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, mean it's, <laughs> it's an interesting exercise to, to think about. But Yeah, uh, I mean, who knows? It we could, don't, have, been, we it don't could have been worse. We could have, we could have had half of this portion of North America... As something worse than socialism, I mean, who knows? Two hundred and fifty years, roughly, of history 
could have gone a Come, different way. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I liken it, and before we go to the next caller, I liken it. You remember back when we were kids, they were called Choose Your Own Adventure books? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They, they were great. And and I, I I personally believe that they're like... Yeah, go to page 48 right, to continue they, down this path. They're, yeah. they're kind of an example of life. You know, you can make a decision and go this direction or whatever. But you think about the choose your own adventure for the United States of America had the South won and all the history and all the decisions that were one way might have been a different way. I mean, we would be on a totally different plane of existence, I think. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello, Sparky Umatilla. Hi, Sparky. Hey, hey, someday I'd like to call in about us leaving Afghanistan, but that's that's a that's a paper tiger comes to mind. But anyway, hey, that guy had a good point about the, what if the South would have won. Here's another scenario, Ben's we're we're doing the. I've been I've been thinking about this. China is our enemy, and they're they're eating our lunch, like Trump said. What what if now Japan invaded uh, China in World War II? What if we would have let Japan? Take China, and then we beat Japan. Maybe China would have been part of the United. I mean, maybe things would have been a lot different. Isn't that kind of an interesting scenario, there, uh, guys? I'll let you go. Thanks. Appreciate the call. I mean, you. There are infinite number of scenarios that would have played out. I mean, just go. Just say, like like Sparky said, just go back to World War Two. Would the Nazis? be in control of Europe still to this day. Don't know. Could have. You know, Russia was being, in, you know, invaded. Um, you know, China really wasn't even a player back then at all. And Japan was, you know, seeking its fortunes by, you know, invading other countries also. So, I mean, <clears throat> infinite number of possibilities uh, could have been if the, if the South would have won. And we, we don't know. We don't know. It's fun to think about. It's good fodder for a program like ours, but we we don't know. Some aspects of it may be more fun to think about than others. <laughs> um, you know, I think too. Some people forget that Russia's involvement in World War II was was simply self preservation. True. Um, they didn't really care about the United States or Britain. They cared about not being overrun by Nazis. Yes. Um, and then, of course, Stalin proceeded to kill nearly 12 million of his own people. Um, but that was their driving force. It wasn't to help us or to help Britain. It was to help themselves. And so it was a, It was an uneasy alliance. Uh, I don't know if anyone really fully trusted Stalin because he did eventually kind of, well, he was mad even when he was in power. Um, but only, only, you know got slightly worse as things went on um there's an old phrase the enemy of my enemy is, is my friend is my friend oh, yeah. or ally yes absolutely so, and 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 hitler was the enemy of <laughs> did everybody of coalesce around well, yeah. well remember even italy uh after they had had enough and they executed mussolini they joined the allies mm -hmm. and they fought against mm -hmm. uh hitler that's right so you know it was World War II was an interesting time, and if and if anything would have gone, if D-Day had failed, oh boy, um, who knows what the rest of the world would have looked like. That'll do it for hour number one. Hour number two, coming up.